Today on a sick podcast, we are joined by a very special guest, the Children's Commissioner for Wales. Welcome and thanks for visiting us here today, and thanks for taking the time to answer some questions. Rocio Cifuentes is the Children's Commissioner for Wales. She started the post in April 2022 and will be the Children's Commissioner for seven years. Her job is to promote and protect children's rights in Wales. Please can you tell us more about your role and how did you end up in this role? Um, well, it's a very interesting and varied role. Um, a lot of it is about meeting different groups of children and young people in different parts of Wales, um, coming to youth centres like yours today, and just understanding what the issues are for children and young people. Uh, so that's really fun and I get to travel a lot across Wales and have lots of nice cups of tea and sometimes biscuits and chats to young people. Um, although sometimes different groups of children are experiencing different kind of challenges so it can be um, it can be not always that fun, it can be quite sad sometimes. Um, and then another part of the role is taking those issues and experiences to decision makers, politicians, government, um, public bodies, health trusts, etc, 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 to try and explain to them and help them to understand um, what life is like for children and, you know, some of the su suggestions and recommendations that myself and my office have to make, to make life better for children in Wales. So it's quite varied in that way. Okay, thank you. Yeah. What issues do you feel affect the lives of young people living in Wales? I think there are so many different issues and some of it is, you know, issues that have always affected children and young people. I mean, growing up is a challenging time for, for everybody, I think. Um, it's about becoming more independent, working out what you want to do with your life, um, managing changing relationships friendships so those are you know issues that have always existed um, throughout history but I think at the moment we are seeing and, and I am seeing children dealing with issues that m maybe you know we wouldn't really expect children to be dealing with in 2022 um, issues of poverty is really you know that's a really big one food poverty you know children not having enough to eat or you know not really having um a lot of healthy nutritious food available to them or clothes or you know not really being able to go on all the trips and activities that like they might want to um and that impacts on their mental health a lot and, and other issues also have impacted on mental health like the, the pandemic the lockdown so there are big issues around um, more children and young people feeling more and more anxious than than I think used to be the case um, and maybe quite often quite frustrated and, and sometimes increasingly angry with situations that they might want to change but maybe they feel that they can't um, and then there are practical issues like transport can be a big challenge in a lot of parts of Wales. Sometimes the buses just aren't there or if, if they are there, sometimes they're just not affordable. 
Mm. Um, parents can't always, you know, don't always have a car, or the rising cost of fuel is <laughs> a big issue. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 a long list. Um, unfortunately, there are lots of positives as well. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, there's loads of good schemes. There's loads of good activities. Youth clubs doing amazing work, and I think you know I I, I think it's important to not just focus on the negative but oh, yeah. also look at the positives so the issues that you brought up um how do you feel like you can overcome these issues well my the main function of my role is to remind decision makers and politicians and people in charge of public bodies in wales to remind them of their rights of oh, sorry of their duties to respect children's rights. So in Wales, we have really good um, laws that protect children's rights. So we um, have made a law that says that all ministers have to consider children's rights in any new legislation that is passed. Mm -hmm. um, and the rights that they have to consider are those that are enshrined in the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, which is a list of 51, <laughs> 51 rights, um, which are, include things like children have the right to an adequate standard of living, have the right to be free from discrimination, have the right to education, have the right to health. So the basics of life are the law in Wales says that that is what um, you know there is a legal requirement to make sure that children have those basics and so my job is if that's not happening I have to kind of stand up and shout about it and maybe talk to ministers in government or talk to chief execs of health bodies or talk to sometimes talk to the media if if you know if the ministers or the the public the powers that be aren't listening sometimes it's about going to the media and, and calling that out um, but also keeping in touch with children and young people like like yourselves to make sure that what I'm saying is actually what sh what you want me to say and what is important to you When you leave the post in seven years' time, what would you want to be remembered for? I want to make children's rights more real for children and young people in Wales. I want them to be something that aren't, that isn't just something that people think exists on a piece of paper or in a book or in the Senate, but it is actually um, that children's rights become a reality and that children become more familiar with, with their rights, but also what to actually do if they're not getting their rights. So the right to education, what does that actually mean? If you can't afford the textbooks that you need to pass your GCSEs, then having the right to education becomes quite meaningless. So I, you know, it's, for me, it's all about practical action and um, putting public money where, where you know, where the legislation says that we should be putting that money, putting our money where, where our mouth is, in a way. So it's about turning things into reality and, you know, less of the talk, more of the action.
Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, can you tell us like what you like outside of work? Um, hmm, that's a hard one. I I've got two kids and a partner. Um, who is the father of my children, I have to say. Because <laughs> we're not married, so I always have to oh, yeah. clarify that bit. Um, so my daughter's 16 and my son is 14. So I like part of me is obviously being a mum and bossing them around and yeah. trying to keep them in check. As any parent of teenagers will know, that's, oh, yeah. that takes that. quite a bit of energy. Um, and yeah lots of challenges involved in that i guess um but yeah i like to i like to, I, I guess i'm just i've, I've described myself as a generally a low-key person so i don't like things that are too full-on so like weekends usually low-key um i like going swimming i like going for walks i see my parents who live nearby i like to keep up to keep in touch with friends um and what else? Yeah, that kind of thing really. So nothing too extreme, yeah. you know. My my partner is a is a diehard surfer, so we're kind of opposites, I guess. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I never cook either, so that's a <laughs> bit controversial in our family. But he's very good, and my kids are pretty good. So tell us about the three most in influential people in your life and how they impacted you oh this is hard um well two of them have to be my parents i don't know is that cheating but <laughs> i mean it's yeah so um my parents came to wales from chile with me when i was a baby and they had to leave chile because there's there was a dictatorship there and my parents were both involved in kind of student politics and were in support of the dictator, shall we say. Um, my dad ended up being put in prison and tortured for a few months, I think, but then he managed to get out. So then because I was a baby, they decided it was too dangerous for them to stay in Chile and that's why they decided to try and leave. Mm. So obviously for that reason, I have to say, well, not only for that reason, but they're, they're brilliant parents and they've been really supportive and um, yeah, they're just the most kindest, most generous, inspirational people. So my mum and my dad are two of those three people. Um, and I don't know, the third one would be really difficult. I think before starting this job, I spent 17 years running a charity called Ethnic Minorities and Youth Support Team, which supports ethnic minority people. Um, and that, although I ran it for 17 years, <clears throat> there was um, a woman called Mamina Ali who kind of started it. It was her idea. And when I met her, I helped her to get the funding and put things in place to run it. But I think she probably would be maybe the third because she she was always the the passion behind east and you know is is was was the founder and it was the chair for a long time and is still very involved um and i worked really well with her because we just bounced off each other with you know her having the big dream and the vision and me kind of helping to deliver it so 
Because you'll be my three. If you can give the teenager you any advice, what would it be? Um, I don't know if there would be any point trying to give the teenager me any advice because I've never liked advice, to be honest. Um, so whatever anyone said, I would, you know, try and do the opposite or not want to hear it. Yeah. But, um, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I would really have to say this, but I suppose my advice generally to all teenagers is, you know, enjoy this time of your life. Um, yeah. And probably I would say that to me as well. So um, take, you know, make the most of all the opportunities that come your way. Um, relax, everything will work out fine. Um, you know, maybe I think, I don't know, I, I, have, I have quite a bit of climate anxiety at the moment. So <laughs> maybe, yeah, I, if, if, if we could rewind the planet 30 years and we would probably, you know, just wave a few more red flags. I'm sure there were people trying at the time, but I think if we could have made oh, done yeah. things differently, it would have been good. Um, and invest in Bitcoin or whatever it was <laughs> that made millions. <laughs> oh, yeah, should we done that? Yeah. yeah, that would be it. Yeah, a bit more money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today and taking the time to answer our questions. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. It's been a pleasure.